0: Hello and welcome to The Roadmap, the podcast from the commercial technology team here at Bristow's. My name is Alice S.U.O. LeGrant, I'm an associate here at Bristow's and I'll be your host for this episode of The Roadmap, which is all about ad tech agreements, how to approach them, what's up for negotiation and specifically what the key risks and considerations are, both from a publisher and an advertiser's perspective. Joining us today to discuss this topic is Rob Powell. An associate in our tech team here at Bristows, and sometime host of this very podcast. How are you, Rob?
1: I'm doing well, thanks, Alice. Yep. I am uh, fueled up on banana bread, and I'm ready, ready to talk ad tech.
0: Excellent news. Um, so the first question really is, what is ad tech? Can you give us a quick recap, um, and let us know what type of agreements we're talking about here? Yeah. So
1: I think it's it's always good to to just do a quick recap. So. I mean, ad tech is is really just a broad catch-all term that essentially covers any technology involved in delivering advertising digitally. So be that online, um, online via desktop, on mobile, or even digital out-of-home billboards. And I guess, as we all know by now, it's a vast and pretty complex supply chain of of intermediaries. And it often relies on layers of real-time technology to operate um, and seamlessly deliver what Well, hopefully relevant advertising to to consumers online. Um, And and there are many agreements in this world at at, at all levels of the supply chain um, and between all of the various intermediaries, for example, with data management platforms or or DMPs and the ad exchanges. Um, But today we're, we're really primarily focusing on the considerations and the interests of the main parties at either end of the chain. So that's the publisher at one end, and the other the the ultimate advertiser.
0: And I, I suppose what we're really seeing is that ad tech is something that's increasingly important for many businesses, whether they're looking to advertise or have advertising space that they'd like to make available. So turning first to publishers, those who've made the advertising space available, if you're approaching an ad tech agreement, where would you typically start?
1: Yes, I mean, so it it can be a bit of a, bit of a wild west out there. They're there are a multitude of, of SSPs, so that's um, the kind of supply-side platforms who, um, broadly speaking, coordinate and, and manage the supply of advertising space. Um, there are a multitude of SSPs and other suppliers out there, and we found they have wildly varying levels of sophistication, transparency, and and also service commitments. Um, and the contracts we see that come across our desk very much reflect that. Um, and if you don't deal with these type of agreements regularly, they can often seem like a, a sort of confusing mix of acronyms, initialisms, and jargon. Um, and they, they look so, something like a kind of hybrid of a SAS contract and a traditional supply agreement, um, particularly when you, you're kind of dealing with the provider's template terms. Um, mm-hmm. So th- think, think, you know, it might look like a, an insertion order or an order form, you know, just a two-pager, but with a... Um, that sets out the kind of commercials and the revenue share, and then it links out to a standard set of terms and conditions. Um, So they can sometimes be a bit tricky to navigate um, and get familiar with and and work out where the issues are. Um, And, and, you know, we're dealing with many publisher clients who are obviously typically looking to maximize their advertising revenue by engaging these providers. And and often a publisher will engage, you know, way more than, you know, one or two or three um, providers Um, So they're looking to maximize their revenue, but obviously, crucially, they need to protect the value, the quality and the reputation of their brand, um, and also their their users' experience. And actually, both of these things are achievable, but they need to be managed quite carefully. uh, And obviously, getting the contract right with your ad tech provider is, is a real key part of that.
0: Absolutely. So when we're dealing with these types of contracts, what um, in your experience have been some of the key battlegrounds beyond the typical general legal provisions that parties argue over, liabilities, indemnities, etc. What is it that the two key stakeholders on on either end of the supply chain really care about?
1: Yeah, so, so there there are four kind of broad topics that I'd like to cover and the first is is data, right? That's that's what you know adtech really runs on. Um, and, and first off I want to look at the data usage. So one of the key concerns basically for any publisher is going to be, you know, first of all, what data from my sites or apps, um, what, what data from my users essentially is a supplier collecting? Um, and you know, whether that's that supplier is an SSP or an intermediary or, or basically any other party um, that we may be dealing with in the supply chain. And then secondly, what is that supplier doing with it? So you know, including who are they sharing it with, which other parties down the line are they sharing it with?
0: Yeah, absolutely, because we 've seen that data is something that 's really important we 've written a series of articles on on how data is valuable, so the value in data, and I can imagine that in the advertising space as well, data is really valuable in driving advertising strategy, not just for publishers but also for those who are supplying advertising inventory.
1: hundred percent, yeah, it carries a huge amount of value. Um, And so just setting aside any kind of data privacy compliance concerns for a moment, which we'll come on to, there's going to be a huge amount of value in that data, like you say, for, you know, it might be insights around user behavior, which the publisher will want to retain rather than just handing over to the supplier. And likewise, again, as you say, the the ad tech providers are going to want full access to that data because they can use it to enrich their own data sets and to basically improve the product that they are offering to their other customers or providers. And with all that said, it's, it's key to assess essentially what the contract actually says about what data the supplier will collect or have access to, um, what what's it able to do with it, who, who it can share it with. Um, and it's important to, to kind of watch out, really, because some of the supplier templates will be really explicit about this issue, um, basically to try and enable them to, you know, so that they've got the rights to collect, to use and share all the data that they want and they'll clearly define what data it is they're collecting. Other suppliers will be a bit more bit bit trickier, and they'll they'll be kind of almost silent on the issue, or they'll be deliberately kind of vague, so that actually it's not clear what data they're collecting and how they're using it. And in those latter cases, it's it's really worth discussing that with the supplier yeah. and asking them outright um, to to kind of clearly outline what data it is they're collecting and, and what they're doing with it um and then once you know that you can ensure there's a provision in the contract that, that binds them to that and it's important although we're talking about the value and data some publishers might not actually be overly concerned or protective of that data because you know for whatever reason maybe they lack the resources internally to be able to gather any insights from it um and so it might just not be important to them but as you say for others they're going to be really protective of it because there's a, there's a huge amount of value there um so, so that's that's data usage. Just turning quickly to data privacy compliance in terms of the legislation. You know, these providers who are purchasing ad inventory and delivering ads t- t- to the publishers' sites, they're going to be placing cookies, probably pixels, or you know, other similar technologies on that site or that property, and they're going to be collecting and processing the personal data of the users of those sites. And so, it's obviously important uh, that the contract contains appropriate data protection and e-privacy provisions, Um, you know, typically there'll also be a data processing agreement as part of that. Um, And that's obviously important for both parties to ensure compliance with, you know, the applicable data privacy laws, um, including, of course, uh, the old GDPR. So suppliers in the ad tech chain will typically seek to push all the responsibility for compliance uh, onto the publisher, you know, given they will argue that the publisher has the most direct relationship with the users. Um, and they'll often do that in a very over prescriptive way, you know, telling telling the publisher exactly how it has to comply with the law. Um, so that's something to look out for. And even this just kind of pushing all the responsibility onto the publisher is, is a really kind of overly simplistic characterization in my view, because Realistically, the role of the supplier needs to be a bit more carefully analysed in each situation, as it may in fact be a data controller rather than a processor in, in many circumstances. So, you know, given the focus of regulators on the ad tech industry, um, both in the UK and across Europe, uh, it's, it's really important to get those data privacy provisions right, basically to, to ensure all parties are best protective uh, and basically sign up to commitments that they can realistically, in practice, meet.
0: Thanks, Rob. So It sounds like when it comes to data, what's really important is assessing what works best in that particular situation. And data is obviously something that's a key topic that's fundamental to the operation of the whole industry and to its success. But we also hear a lot about quality in these contracts with both parties demanding quality, can you talk about what that means?
1: Yeah, sure. So as you say, quality control is 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 really a massive um massive sticking point in these in these agreements. Um and again we'll kind of look at it from both sides. So taking a look from the publisher's perspective, first off, um we obviously want to ensure that ultimately the advertising that's delivered to our properties is high quality, right? In order to protect our, our brand, our reputation, and again our, our users' experience. So suppliers templates are likely to contain, you know, little to no detail or obligations around the actual quality of the ad that's being delivered. Um, and a publisher, you know, is is therefore going to need to add certain requirements on the supplier regarding, you know, maybe the technical specs of the ad. So, so that it technically works on the page in the right format, um, maybe the nature of the content within the ad. So, you know, It's not legal or offensive, that kind of stuff. You know, there's often a long list of requirements there. It may be around the format of the ad. So there's not one of those that's like, you know, super flashy or like distracting for the user that's ruining their experience. Uh, And it could even be down to the technical, you know, the speed of loading, that kind of stuff. Again, all around the user experience when they're visiting um, your site or using your app. And the aim of these provisions is obviously to ensure the ads served basically just don't impair that experience of, of your users and unduly. And one of the sticking points here very often is that typically the suppliers may not themselves have any oversight or direct control over the actual contents of the ads they're serving. So they'll say, you know, they can't be responsible f- for that content. Um, and they'll often so push back on those requirements. And a compromise that we're often seeing is is basically for the supplier to be contractually bound to have in place some kind of measures to ensure that the ads meet the publisher's requirements so that will basically mean the supplier having provisions in their their own contracts with their advertisers down the chain to make sure that they they meet those requirements and to help prevent these kind of rogue ads getting through and we also might see kind of takedown procedures in the agreement so that we as a publisher can force the supplier to to quickly take down or um, withdraw these ads if, if they do creep through or they don't meet our requirements.
0: And that's that's a really important right because picking up on one of the things that you were talking about really around the nature of the content within it we're seeing increased regulation not just from data protection authorities but also from advertising bodies. So here in the UK the ASA recently launched its intermediary and platform principles pilot so in March of this year they sort of took a look at the advertising industry at large and said, "Okay, advertisers have primary responsibility for their content, but actually given the complex infrastructure that surrounds the ad tech environment, accountability and transparency um, for ads online shouldn't just fall with the advertiser, but also with some of the suppliers, so the SFPs and the publishers too. And what that pilot is really aiming to do is to ensure compliance with the UK's advertising rules to make sure that, for example, children's exposure to age-restricted ads is limited, and really to make sure that all players in the ad tech environment are cooperating with the ASA to remove non-compliant ads.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, it's a great step because, you know, although it's, it's obviously high-level principles, it is a recognition by the ASA that there are tools out there that exist to be able to to, to direct and target ads in these ways. And so, you know, I think it is a good step towards compliance. and. Certainly, you'll see. Typically, you'll see provisions in these kind of agreements where the publisher will, will will be pushing a responsibility to the supplier to comply with all of these kind of codes of conduct um, relevant to advertising in in whichever territories um, they're, they're delivering in. And so, on, just on the flip side of, of of the quality piece, from the provider's perspective, you know, we've talked about the actual quality of the ad itself. From the provider's perspective, the supplier is is likely to dictate certain requirements around the quality of the actual ad inventory being sold. So you know, this is obviously said the supplier can then give assurances onto the advertisers and brands that it works with. And so they'll typically, you know, the advertiser and therefore the supplier will impose obligations, for example, around the location of the ad inventory on your site. So, you know, viewability metrics and positioning, maybe the nature of the content it appears next to. You. So. You know, obviously, the advertisers want to appear next to, you know, high quality content and nothing that's that's offensive. Um, and this is especially going to be a concern. Just to pick up on one point, where publisher sites can contain elements of user generated content, which may or not always be monitored. And you know, if if that falls into those categories where it's offensive or controversial, and the advertising is appearing next to it, then obviously that's not not great from an advertisers' perspective. So that's just one issue, but but there's 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 many. Uh, many battlegrounds in, in, in the area of quality.
0: Of course, and that's why contractual mechanisms such as the right to be able to to take down or, or an obligation on suppliers to take down quickly are really important. So we've covered data and quality from both angles. What else typically concerns the parties in these agreements?
1: Yeah, so it was one of the other areas I just wanted to cover was around fraud and security. So just turning first to to ad fraud, so suppliers will typically look to you know include some obligations in the contract on the publishers to prevent ad fraud. So ad fraud is basically yeah you know, any kind of real wide range of methods by which essentially clicks on ads are artificially generated or inflated in order to increase the, the publisher's revenue. So preventing that, you know, obviously in it in itself is understandable the key thing to look at is to assess the mechanism by which ad fraud is determined. So it should not, for example, just be up to the supplier alone to decide and determine that this happened. And it's also important to agree what happens as a result of ad fraud being detected. So, again, the supplier shouldn't be able to just unilaterally withhold revenue until it's proven ad fraud has occurred. So maybe you want to include something in there around basically then providing evidence of the, the ad fraud before your revenue starts to get eaten away. And then the other part that I just wanted to mention was on security. So yeah, as we discussed, these suppliers are going to be placing cookies, pixels, tags, other technologies on on the publisher's properties. Um, and they'll be serving ads directly from their ad server onto them. And so the publisher will just want to ensure the contract contains proper um, cyber security controls on the supplier. Um, so that might be specific in, restrictions in line with the publisher's infosec policy or just a, a general commitment on the supplier to you know, have in place antivirus and cybersecurity measures um, in accordance with best practice or some, something general like that.
0: Thanks, Rob. So on to another big topic. What about payment? I know that the typical model is for a revenue share split for the sale of inventory or alternatively, a model whereby the SFP takes commission by deducting a certain percentage from the revenue that's due to the publisher. But what are the most typical issues that arise around payment?
1: Yeah, so this is obviously a a big one, you know, it's it's really what what it's all about, I guess. Um, And the publishers all really want to ensure they have a degree of transparency and control, first and foremost, over the way that their inventory is sold. So, it's important to ensure the contract contains certain restrictions on the way the supplier conducts auctions, the practices they may or may not engage in, you know, the parameters that they present to buyers down the chain, and ultimately, of course, how they calculate the revenue that's due to the publisher. Um, you know, this transparency has historically been a bit of a well, it's been a big problem in the industry. Um, there's there's a, a load of measures and in industry wide. Um, initiatives to try and increase transparency. You know, there's historically been cases of suppliers and other intermediaries um, taking undisclosed cuts on the sale of the ad inventory, or you know, maybe they're charging buyers higher prices and basically leaving the publisher with a smaller revenue on each sale than it, it realistically should be achieving. So suppliers may well be quite protective, You know, maybe secretive, or maybe just deliberately vague about how... The, this revenue is calculated, but it's important for the contract to contain some mechanism, at least, where whereby a publisher can understand how the sale price is agreed, and more importantly, exactly what commissions are being deducted before the revenue is passed on to the to the publisher. And this this kind of transparency can be achieved either through you know audit provisions, uh, where the publisher, or or you know perhaps a third party is appointed to, to measure um, on its side the statistics for delivery and then having a mechanism to compare and true them up against the supplier's own statistics. I mean, either way, the, the method for calculating the revenue due and the exact deductions that are being made should should be crystal clear to both parties is that, that old adage of if someone was to pick up the contract and read it, would they understand how the revenue is calculated and what deductions are being made? Because... Quite often, when I see them, that's certainly not the case. Without a lot of further digging,
0: it sounds like transparency and clarity are key here. But a a sort of more fundamental question is: Is it always the case that the publisher actually gets paid?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This this is another typical contractual point of contention. Is is this buyer non-payment? So this is basically where the supplier itself doesn't receive payment from its buyer, i.e., the advertiser or the agency, um, for the inventory in question. And in this circumstances, the supplier will typically be relieved of its obligation to then pay any revenue to the publisher for that inventory. I, I've very rarely been able to successfully argue that this buyer non-payment is is just a risk of the supplier's business, um, mm-hmm. that it should wear itself. And the market position is, is typically, as I've just set out, that, that they're kind of relieved from payment. But there are contractual measures that can be put in place to to protect the supplier and try and help improve your chances of payment as a publisher. So this may be things like adding an obligation on the supplier to conduct credit checks on their buyers, or to ensure appropriate payment terms and remedies are included in the supplier's contract with the buyers. Um, And an obligation on them maybe to use all reasonable endeavours to actually collect the amounts due from them, which is, you know, I guess, in their interest as well, really. Absolutely. But this just, this just goes some way to kind of remedy the fact that the publisher, of course, doesn't doesn't have a direct relationship with the buyer. So it's, it's trying to kind of force that compliance down the chain, I guess.
0: That all makes sense. Well, it remains for me to say a huge thank you to you, Rob. That's a really useful summary of the key considerations on these types of ad tech deals from both sides. For those who are listening and would like any assistance with these types of agreements, feel free to get in touch with our specialist ad tech team here at Bristows, who have experience of advertising from both the publisher and advertiser side, as well as dealing with ad tech companies from throughout the supply chain and advising on all aspects of data protection and advertising law compliance. Subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're using to ensure you automatically get the latest episodes as and when they're released. We'd love this podcast to be as interactive as possible. So if you have a particular interest area or topic you'd like us to cover in the future, perhaps an issue you come across regularly or which is impacting your business, please do get in touch with us at theroadmap at bristows.com or use the hashtag hashtag theroadmappod. Thanks for listening and we'll be back with the next episode soon.